Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Welcome back to the Wise Wise Studios. I am Aaron and I am in the studio with Alexander here. Welcome everyone. We're about to lay down some wisdom around love and attraction. We are revisiting this topic. We touched upon it when we talked about the five principles of relating way back when. I'm not sure. It might have been around episode 70s in that area. So if you're interested in hearing some of the the back information that we touched upon, because there are five principles that Alexander laid out. There might have, might have even been a sixth one. I'm not sure there. Um, but we're going to be talking about love and attraction and the difference between these two things. Because often, oftentimes in our culture, we seem to get these two confused or merged. And we're here to talk about the differences between the two. And then in the complete conversation, we can even get into how to differentiate in your own relationships or in your own sort of um, behavioral patterns what you tend to go towards and then some tools and techniques on how to keep yourself in check and really identify kind of where you want to be in your relationships or, or what your intention is and then how to move more towards that direction. Yeah. This is a kind of like a playful episode where, uh, you know, I want to present this in a way that uh, to get you thinking, uh, this is no, law or any specific um, outlook on this. Uh, so be careful with your defensiveness to, to any uh, point of view you may have or think that I'm pushing across because really this is uh, one of those head scratchers that I've been looking at very deeply for three or four months. And it's just so interesting to see that our culture is just directed by attraction so much. I mean, marketing, I mean, that's the whole point of marketing is to create this attraction. And so, you know, making the connection between attraction and illusion uh, that things aren't always what you think they are when they're presented in an attractive way. And to see that sometimes love or deep relationships brings consistency brings uh trust brings like to some people they can say that it brings boredom uh lack of change that can be you know affected by two people's interest in keeping their relationship active and spontaneous but if not then what it does is it starts to create an uh an outward looking for attraction in whatever the void is in the relationship. And I, in my private practice, I do a lot of relationship consulting and I see a lot of beautiful relationships that start to diminish because the people point or focus on this certain level of attraction that they don't feel like they're getting uh, with their partner. And then a lot of times this is created at a gym or at a, at the workplace where somebody will step in and fill that role. And I just want to deepen people's understanding of attraction on all levels. This isn't just in relationships, but this is like with, a, with cars, with houses, like a lot of people spend their time 
not focusing on what they do have and being in gratitude for the way they do have and continuing to develop that, but they focus on what they're not getting or what they don't have. And this is kind of the groundwork of how I hope to approach, approach this, uh, this podcast to just open up every, the listeners' minds to just a different way of viewing love and consistency and comfort and realizing that uh, attraction is based around either the search of or the fear of loss. Yeah, and, and if you can go into a little bit more, if you're able to, uh, the differences right off the bat uh, of in defining what love is and the way we're going to be talking about it and what attraction is so that the, the people out there can can immediately understand kind of the differences and then we can jump into why uh, we're defining it in that way and, and what the different attributes are of each. Well, you know, certainly I feel that in intimate relationships at any level, freedom is a big part of love. And that's a tricky one for most people because a lot of people try to control the people that they love. And, and so again, that can fall under attraction, a fear of losing that person, but love doesn't carry that fear. Love doesn't carry the fear of loss and in attraction that, if a person focuses their life through attraction, they will never be satisfied. They will always be thinking that the grass is greener on the other side and always be seeking that out. And another big point of love is taking it out of just intimate relationships, but understanding the way that, that to look at this in a way that separating love and attraction. And many people I really think about in the relationships, they feel like attraction is a big part of the relationship that develops into love and that kind of thing. And I just want to bring to everyone's attention that a mother's love for their child doesn't have to do with attraction. Uh, your love for a parent or a sibling has nothing to do with attraction. So I just want to bring that that view into our intimate relationships to be able to, to look at a person outside of that attraction to how safe they make you feel, how trustworthy they are, how comfortable you are with them, how supportive they are, all these different attributes that I feel like is just as important as attraction, but they don't always get the same amount of attention. And again, just highlighting how our culture has been designed around attraction and has really taken us away from not just fairy tales, but, but deeper levels of connecting with people. And again, with attraction, I'm not just talking about physic physicality. There's, you know, attraction on all five levels, whether that's the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic or the spiritual or religious. So again, uh, pay attention to your voids that you have in your life and your relationships, because that's going to steer your attraction, which can create, you know, dramas in people's lives because they're seeking out that attraction rather than supporting and developing the love in the relationships that they have. Yeah. I think when you bring up like a mother's relationship, a mother's love for a child, and then you want to compare that to a romantic or intimate relationship, people are going to say, well, that's different. It's a different type of love. Just, you know, in a normal conversation, people would say that I would say that. Yeah. Um, 
but what I think they're talking about is attraction is baked into that love because there's that, that sexual attraction. Of course, there's not going to be that sexual attraction with a mother and a child. So I think what we are, are talking about when we talk about a romantic relationship compared to, you know, a sibling relationship or a mother child uh, relationship is that attraction baked in. So here we're just kind of separating them saying a component of a intimate relationship is that love part combined with that attraction part. And, and I think a lot of us, in this modern day culture tend to focus more on that attraction part of that relationship than the love we have for that being and that respect. And like, like you mentioned, um, the freedom, which for me pulls into allowing that person to be their authentic selves and almost um, like rooting for them to grow into their authentic selves. I feel like that's, a love, even if that means that they're growing away from you, they're they're growing into loving themselves more and being who who they are, uh, you know, within their energetic design. So I feel like all these are kind of baked in, but but that separation is, I think, what we're talking about when we put it into mod modern day terms. It is more focused on the traction, and we're trying to separate, and then we're gonna consciously bring attention to the different aspects of that attraction and love and how looking at each one separate is going to bring a whole new uh, perspective. And when you shed light and you can focus your intentional energy on, on each one of these, it gives you more choice because now you're that you're aware of how you're, how you work within these energies and, and, Again, like the just philosophy is is centered around identifying and working with energy and and how it works on this plane and the the law of polarity, and so that like that comes in huge with when we talk about attraction because it's really like we can bring in the push and pull that's that's huge in attraction and if you're aware of that push and pull within attraction then you're like you're not going to be easily manipulated by that cuz people can even use that to their advantage in a relationship they can they can do things to get you to feel differently and it, and if you're aware of that then you can identify that and then have a choice on you know how you want to interact with that energy but but from just from my point of view that's that's what people are talking about when they talk about romantic relationships uh versus um you know a sibling or a parent relationship well, and I think, you know, this is an interesting topic and this is playing out, you know, exactly the way I was hoping to get these different views going back and forth, kind of like a tennis match. It's not a matter of who's right here. It's, it's expanding our views. And when we say that our love is different potentially for an intimate partner than a mother and son or, uh, you know, a, a father and daughter or something like that, I'm posing question of why. Because the sex isn't part of the, the love. That's a, a physical experience that can be developed into a spiritual and multi-level experience. But the, you know, the, even the, the attraction, uh, I'm, I'm just looking to, 
to whether, you know, if two people in an intimate relationship, you know, different people need different levels of sexual connection, just like mental and spiritual, all these different five levels. And what I'm attempting to bring to the plate here is that say that two people have been together for 12 years and they don't feel like they can connect with their partner on a spiritual level, but see, maybe they're connecting on all four other levels. And then they start obsessing that I need this connection with my partner instead of having a friend or a community that you can go get that void filled with and still have a wonderful relationship with this person that, that, the main point is just to not let our voids override what the benefits and the beauty that is there. And many times when I speak to uh, a partner in a relationship that is being tested and, and maybe they don't want to cheat, but they really feel uh, a pull to connect with this person. That's what I attempt to point out is the void that is there. And is there a healthier way to fulfill that void rather than somebody that is tempting your relationship? And I just want it to be seen that it's a responsibility of ourselves to fulfill those five levels. And I would like for people to work at not projecting that that's somebody else's responsibility in their in the relationship. Because, again, if you want somebody to be part of something, you know, you ask and invite them everybody's got a limit on the amount of rejection that they're going to take. And then they're going to go look for that somewhere else. So the key is if you want somebody to get more involved with a certain aspect of your life, then don't force it on them and don't try to guilt them into it. You go have fun doing that and see if they want to wind up being part of that is the key it, because our happiness is our own responsibility. And so we can entice people rather than through guilt and through many different aspects that our culture has developed through example is what I'm talking about. Go show the example of what that action or that experience does for you. And hopefully it will inspire your partner. And again, maybe that person in that relationship that has a void, say it's in the spiritual level and they connect with somebody and then they happen to be physically attractive you know, just in general, and then this person's connecting to them on a spiritual level. See, that can tend to pull them into focusing on that attraction rather than the love and the comfort and the support and everything that that is there. And that's all that I'm suggesting is everywhere in your life where you feel tempt, temptation, simply look for a healthier way to fulfill that void rather than risking uh, failing at your relationship and just moving on and creating the same patterns with somebody else. Cause again, the key about attraction is it wanes over time. I mean, people that, that lease cars every two years or buy new cars every three to five years, you know, there's never going to be a level of contentment there because they're always looking for that next purchase and next purchase. And sometimes I think that it's useful to look at attraction outside of human beings, but to actually things that we're attracted to say, you know, if I'm driving my Honda element, but I'm always wishing that I had a Hummer, you know, the energy goes toward that creating a void in the appreciation for my Honda element and see, it's okay to just like that Hummer, 
but not to focus on it day after day after day, because then guess what? My Honda element may start to break down. This is the way that energy works in the subtle world. Wherever you put your attention, the energy and actions go. So, so break the monotony if you are out there struggling with voids and realize that you're being pulled toward attraction, which can be very misleading is all that I'm suggesting here. Or what we're really talking about is taking a step back because when we are in the human experience and we are like sucked in and like really heavily in the mental or just or just not being conscious is really what it what it is we can tend to go throughout life just reacting and that's when attraction can get you in trouble because you feel yourself being attracted to something but you're never questioning it from a conscious level like why am i attracted to this person it's just like you're just going around reacting to everything that you're attracted to as if um, as if that's a sign that you're supposed to have that. And I think that is something that also gets people in trouble is, is when they feel attracted to something, they think that on some level, that's a, a sign that they're meant to interact with that person, to be with that person. And that's not always so, because if, if you can bring consciousness in, I, I think on some level you can, like when you can identify what you're attracted to, that's just a sign that you may have a void there or, or it's uh, a certain type of behavior or energy that you want or need to bring into yourself. Maybe you uh, have something that you don't like about yourself and this person has mastered that or they were born energetically with that trait. And so you're attracted to that. But if you never question it, you never know why you're attracted to it. And then again, like you're, you're being led down these alleyways that, I mean, obviously it's going to teach you something and you're going to learn something, but you can cut corners <laughs> and years uh, out if you can just identify what it is that you're attracted to. So if we could um, look at attraction and pause when we feel ourselves being attracted, right? Mm -hmm. We can identify and bring consciousness in and then we have a choice. Um, because also another thing I feel like when we want something, that's when we shut that consciousness off. And then where, wherever that is, we're almost like creating an attraction point because we're saying, I want this, I desire this. Mm -hmm. And then, Anywhere that shows up in our life, we're going to be led down and we're no longer questioning why we want it. We just know we want it. And uh, there's just a whole other level of information that consciousness seems to bring in in this situation. Yeah, and I like to bring up the connection with um, appreciation. And every time that attraction comes up, again, many times attraction is created by a void. If we bring in appreciation of what we have in the person that we have or the car that we have or the health that we have, see it. I'm not trying to say let's get away from attraction. It's there, but it's not to lead us is the key. And so, you know, seeing a, a, a beautiful person or a beautiful car or a beautiful home or beautiful nature and see, but we're, we're, I think we're easily, we're most easily able to do that in nature that, we're attracted to a bird sound and then we see it and see, we go into appreciation right away. There's not this yearning to control, to, to get it, to, 
to, you know, catch it like that kind of thing. But there are some people that have that level of attraction in nature, whether it's hunters or, or people that enjoy trapping things. And I'm not judging that. I'm just saying that that is what I'm working to bring in here into relationships is that same ability as we're able to do in nature to be attracted to a sound or something visual. And then you shift that energy into appreciation and you're, you're part of that experience rather than pining for it. And that attraction, there's normally a pining that's involved if it lasts more than just a few seconds and see that appreciation step is what can bring in for, Hey, I'm appreciating this person's physical beauty, but I'm so appreciative for my partner and everything that they do for me and how dedicated they are, trustworthy and that kind of thing. See, you acknowledge that that's a beautiful person, but you don't need to go up and talk to them. You don't need to go introduce yourself. You don't need to pursue it. And most of the time where attraction lives, people want to pursue. And that's the, the yellow flag that's waving. And we're suggesting today to just bring in appreciation so that that appreciation leads you back toward love is the point. I think that's a, a excellent place to wrap this free version up. I'm definitely looking forward to getting a little deeper into what would be our optimal partner in this situation if we are bringing consciousness in and, and we're aware of attraction and love. And of course, like we want to have some sort of attraction to our partner. So I'm looking forward to getting deeper into that and, and getting that question answered. And also talking more about the energy and uh, even how possibly our energetic makeup is playing a role in how we are either more or less attracted to certain types or whether just our individual selves are more prone to that. So I hope people who are really interested in this conversation can join us over on the complete conversation. And uh, so grateful that you all joined us for this. See you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog and continue your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, 
the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.